What's going on, thinkers? Welcome back to Thoughts by the VLDI. It's another What You Doing Wednesday. And I'm very excited today because today I got somebody with me. Not just a friend. This is family. This is my people from way, way back. I'm talking about still watching cartoons way back. I met this man. <laughs> and, you know, he's out, right. here, he's out here doing some real big things, man. So I want to introduce y'all, my boy Lucky from Lucky Boy Music. What's going on, my guy? What's going on, big old? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. good. Yes, sir. How you been? Just living, trying to make it, man. Trying to trying to live above the baby's line right now, you know, trying to live American dream. Where how the family doing? I mean, everybody doing good, man. Everybody, everybody, you know, grown now. Um, just loving life, man. Living the rest of the life that we have, you know what I mean? Because tomorrow's not promised, so everybody's just very fortunate and just being being thankful for life right now. You got that right because and, and we see that every day. Like it was, it was just another uh, a young man got murdered. What yesterday? Yesterday, and so yeah, man. It, and then you had uh, Kobe, rest in peace, Kobe. So it's definitely, man. We gotta be grateful and thankful every day that we get to walk this earth and make the most of every situation that we get. So that dude died yesterday. Yeah, the uh, the rapper dude, um, smoke, pop yeah, smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop yeah, he smoke, died. yeah right. He died. Man, that's crazy, man. He's from California, I believe, right? I'm not sure where it was from. Be hundred percent honest with you, I was not familiar with Pop Smoke at all. So wow, me either, man. I know that everybody was like, especially like Snoop Dogg and all those other guys from California on the West Coast, they were like really chiming in on that. So I was I figured that maybe he was probably from California. It was sad that the boy was only twenty years old too, man. Yeah, he may have been. <clears throat> but you know, I'm old, so I'm not I'm not really hip on a lot of the newer stuff. Me either. Right, me either. <laughs> but uh, so let, let's get into you a little bit. For the people, for the listeners out there, let's give them a little background. Let's tell them about where you're from. Where you're from, Lucky? Man, you know, growing up, parents was in the military, so you know, I have so many homes, but, you know, I claim Edison, Georgia, and Valdosta, Georgia as my home, man. I mean, because, I mean, I've been here a long time, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's family. Like, Valdosta is, is home to me right now, so, you know, I, I would say Valdosta, Georgia. Well, now, when I met your family, being a transplant in the Georgia, your family was some of the first people that I really got close to, man. Y'all introduced me to a lot of things down there, too. <laughs> oh, you, y'all came from Ohio, right? Yeah, we came down from Ohio. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, man, y'all introduced me to things like eating rattlesnakes, uh, <laughs> alligators, <laughs> I think you raccoons, raccoons, <laughs> possums. Like y'all introduced me to so much, man. And uh, and honestly, on some of them, some of the best times, some of the best memories I have from a kid involved being with your family, man. You, your, I remember your your family used to throw those parties that last a whole weekend, and it was a party for everybody. The kids was there, the adults was there, the teenagers was there. Everybody had their space and their place. But everybody was invited and everybody was welcome to stay as long as you wanted to stay, man. There was some good times back then. Yeah, we had real good times back then, man. I mean, you know, that I, that, that was the best that was the best time of my life too, man. I remember, man. It was beautiful, bro. Just all the all, all the all the partying, you know, just you know, kids were kids back then. You know how yeah. kids sat in their place. Then man, we'll sit in the room all day long and uh until the party was over, like I said, man, we, you know, back then, you know, parenting was really parenting, man. Like we grew up with walls back then, man. I miss them days, man. Yeah, man. Or, or we'll mess around and get outside and don't come back until somebody misses. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, look, you had me fighting and everything back then. Boy. Who? Had, who had you? Who you? I had you. Come yes, on, sir, man. Hey, oh man, you used to love to fight back then, boy. You look, man. You know, I've always, I've always been nice with you know my, my hands and everything, but you know, 
<laughs> I don't think you really needed too much motivation on your end either. <laughs> From the moment I read, I, I stepped foot on that base, everybody knew who Lucky was. Everybody, every auntie, every mama, every daughter, son, everybody knew who Lucky was. Man, I just that, that we got around, man. We didn't make no strangers, man. We didn't meet no strangers back then. We just At all. whoever you were talking about, yeah, you know, we, I'm gonna get to know you. Yeah, it's gonna be family. So, no, I mean, I still to this day, man. Um, to this day, you're right, man. I met a few people that I just remember the parties that we had. Just invited them over. Hey, my, you know, parents having a party, come through. Parents never, you know, they ain't known them from night to day, and to this day. You know, they still good friends from just, you yeah. know, biting them over to that party, man. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember I'll pull up. We'll pull up, and you may not even be home. And I'll, I just, like, I'm just going to start walking. He's somewhere around here, and somebody know where, <laughs> somebody <laughs> know where he's Hey, we're lucky. Y'all see lucky? Everybody knew who lucky was. <laughs> man, it was good times, man. It was really good times, man. I mean, man, I would do anything to get them days back, man. Yes, sir. So then, you know, growing up, growing into adulthood, at what point did you find out or realize that you had a love for the music? Man, I um always had love for the music, man. I know, um, be honest with you, back then, you, Tron, remember we used to ride with Tron? Yeah. Back in the day at that Bonneville. I remember we used to ride, man, you introduced me to the basically that DMX, like I remember y'all used to ride listening to DMX. Yeah, boy. And um, you know, right then and there, I just really had a keen interest in music. Right, I was just like, man, that is, I'm loving this. Like I'm talking about loving it, loving it. So you know, riding with y'all back in the day, you probably don't believe this, but really, like when we used to ride and go to the Valdosta Mall back in the day, me and you were Tron and all those guys, and I used to like really. Really, really, really was into it then, man. And uh, the bass, everything. Because I remember, um, what's them guys' name, man? Um, Larry Pope and all them. Yeah, yeah. The whole they the, ride down, guys from the ride down Brookwood, Yeah, knocking, man. And I was just like, man. I, ever since then, I was just like, man. I, was, I really had an interest in music big time, man. Yeah, I, I remember when you moved to Panama, you came back and you were Cisco. Cisco? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, that was crazy. That was a nickname that they gave me at um at that school, man, for some reason, man, because I used to uh I used to have my hair slicked down, man, and that old that old that uh, that Duke Grease back then, <laughs> man. And you know, yeah, that Duke Grease, but it was nothing about that, man. Hey, but you that old that old pomade, man. So you can go for then, two years off. and never finish a can of that Duke pomade. You'll never finish a can of it, man. I don't <laughs> care who you are. Right, so yeah, um, that's where that name came from, man. I was like, man, that ain't my name. Why y'all calling me that? You know, so I just hate that crap, man. Like, y'all calling me this for? But oh well, man. Just, yeah, I just dealt with it from there. I can't remember who told me that, but I remember when you came back, somebody was like, yeah, they call him Cisco now. I was like, oh, they do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> hey, I trust me, I did not want that name, man. Jesus Christ, I didn't want that name. So I just, I basically, you know, just to this day, man, I'll be seeing people like, well, like, I don't know that ain't my name. Yeah. Please don't call me. Oh, man, that, that's, it's, I mean, I kind of have mixed feelings about that. I ain't, I'm not doing cartwheels and, you know, hey, don't, none of that. No, don't no act like you're you know? cartwheel now. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, I can't, man. But on, man, I don't got a hold, man. On the real people, though, this is one of the most athletic people that I had seen when I first met him. <laughs> That was one of the things he was known for: run the ball, tackle, throw the ball. He was an athletic dude, so he he did some backflips, some cartwheels. He probably had it in his act back in the day. We gonna give him a pass though. It's all good though. Hey, look, I, I was a little athletic, man. Wasn't that athletic? I was getting there. I mean, you was a you were exceptional for your age in it at that time. I'll say that. Or at, right, least I, right. or at least that's how I felt about it when I when I used to see you. You was you was kind of ahead of the curve for that age bracket that you was in. Right, right, right. I have I definitely. Um, it was a different curse, man. Because I remember, um, I remember going different places and you know trying to play football and baseball and stuff. They would never ever let me play with my age group, so I had to literally play with like the 
the older guys, the teenagers, but that come from like, you know, the gridlock back in the day, man, where we used to basically just uh, get it how we got it back then. I mean, it was rough. I mean, if you got hurt, you got hurt. It was just no limit to how we played ball back then. Yeah, it was a different kind of ball back then. Right. So, so then moving forward, you ended up. Are you still currently uh, a deputy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still am. Um, man, I don't, I don't know how I got into law enforcement at one, at one point. It was, it was totally one of those things where you know I had time to hit, I had time to hit rock bottom at one point. So uh, I decided to get a job at the uh, at the county jail here. Mm-hmm. So. From there, it was just like, okay, um, what do I do next? So eventually, I ended up um, going to the road and figuring things out. And it, I mean, the good the, the good thing about it was I was able to change the perspective on a lot of. I mean, everybody hates law enforcement to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but I was able to basically bring that stigma. I was able to pretty much. Um, suppress that stigma a little bit because I was able to help a lot. I helped more than I ever um than I ever can imagine to be honest with you. I have helped a lot of people get through situations to whereas, you know, they could have been incarcerated now. So that was just you gotta look at it's a lot of negative about it, but you can be that mm-hmm. positive light. Yeah. Yeah. In anything man. that you do. That job's not gonna define me. You know, I'm not gonna never forget who I am. I'm not gonna talk to people in certain neighborhoods any kind of way just because of a political status. Man, I grew up with these people. Yeah. So, um, right or wrong, I'm going to tell them, hey, you're wrong, you know, but still not going to treat them any less, man. That ain't right, man. Yeah, and we definitely appreciate that, man, because we, we do need more uh, people with a positive perspective going into law enforcement and not seeing – we don't need more. We don't need any more officers or deputies that look at the look at the civilians as the enemy, you know. Because we're all in this together, at the end of the day, you know. And like you say, when you're wrong, you're wrong, and it's your job to correct people when they're wrong, and they should respect that. And you know, just as well as as the respect that you just were articulating that you showed to the communities. And uh, I want to say that I appreciate that for you, brother. Man, absolutely, man. You don't really get that a lot, man. I just I just try to tell them at the end of the day, man, I'm still the same person. I have not changed, man. Like I said, I'm not going to, you know, get this job for the power. It's just, it was just one of those things where, you you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, what's next now? You know, I, I was always like, what's my what's next until I can really find my niche in life on – you know, just jumping off that cliff to the point where it's like, I'm going to jump and I don't care how I land. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to get that point, man, because there's so much out there in life. It, it really is. I think I really have um, contributed my dues to the community, man. So I'm just ready to just really uh, explore what's really next at this point. Like, just explore the dream. Like, what do I have to lose? The only thing I got to lose at this point is my life. Yeah. And I think about that all the time. Like, we, you have more to gain, but you'll never know unless you – you know, just jump out there and try. So that's why I'm at right now. I'm ready to be relentless, man. Definitely. Now, how did you make, what what influenced you to make that turn from the hip-hop side of music to the country side of music? Well, I've always had an interest in country music. Man, I, I, man I've, made, I've, made, I've made songs back in the day. Like, we used to just sit in the studio and just really vibe the country music. But I was like, you know what? If we put this out, we're going to be too left field. So I know I did what I'm kicking myself right now because my first debut song was Country Girl, and I had did that years before Lil Nas came out. Mm-hmm. But I was just, oh, it was just to the point where every every time I went to go present it to people, they was like, man, that, that's just too left field. I don't think nobody's going to be on that hype. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. I tried to go to so many different investors, so many different people. To say, hey, the radio station, push this record, push this record. This is going to be the next thing, I'm telling you. And the next thing you know, when Lil Nas came out, it was just like, oh, everybody want to be a country artist now. I'm like, mm. oh, my God, man. It was just, that right there was baffling, man. I'm like, it it doesn't take no, mo- it doesn't take no energy 
you're not gonna lose any any energy supporting somebody, man. So it was just a lack of support, man, and lack of resources of people getting behind the record. So they they never took it serious, and now the same ones. You know, I'll be looking at them now, like wow. So country now, but I've been tried to present this. So you can you can look at the release date and, and see that it was way before then. You know, but yeah. I, yeah. I uh, and it, it made me change as far as that with the hip hop. Man, it's just too many because I got to speak from the perspective of who we are. Mm-hmm. It's just too many young black men that are getting killed left and right, man, by by the influence of how music is now. Yes, sir. It really is. It ain't like how it was when we grew up. It was just, you know, when we listened to Bone Thugs and Harmony, we listened to all those good groups back in the day. It was positive. It was just good music. It was very, very, very good music. You had it was a diverse crowd back in the day, listening to everything. It still is like that now, but I, I wanted to be a, um, I didn't want to no longer be a product of their environment, man. I wanted to be the solution. So everything positive, man. Yeah, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a book with you. The first time I heard that little country girl, I was like, "What the hell is Lucky doing?" But, you, <laughs> but then you know what? This is this is this. Let me land now. Couple of days later, I was walking through the house, and guess what I was singing? You were singing it. <laughs> Girl, go do your thing. Go do your. I was like, wait, he got something. He got something. Sometimes, see what it is. I think when it comes to getting into different genres, that a lot of times people just aren't ready to hear that from you. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like me knowing you. It was. It wasn't what I expected. Great song. Right. I got uh uh the song. I got uh it attached itself in my memory, without me even knowing it, because it was a good song. You know what I mean. And a couple of days later, after I just was like, "No, nah, I'm not digging that." A couple of days later, I'm singing it though. It was just at right. that moment that shot to the system. Like, no, nah, I don't know, Lucky. What are you doing? But it's a hot song though. Right. Right, I appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Do Do you feel like there is a like a, a pushback, a lot of pushback, or a lot of backlash for uh, people of color that try to get into that particular genre of music, or are they pretty open, open and welcoming to you guys? No, it's always been hard, man. It's it's really, really, really boy. It's hard. It's a lot of adversity because. You gotta think. You gotta think about it, man. That's the only genre of music that they stick to the roots. Mm-hmm. They really do. I mean, it's just like when I say outsiders, they don't really want outsiders in there. Some of them, some of them are very open. You got a lot of them that are open. I like like the like your Tim McGraws and um, your Georgia Florida Line, and a lot of these other artists are like literally um, understand that you gotta remember where it came from. Yeah. So I, I have to remind a lot of artists, especially in country, when they say, because they always tell me all the time, that's not country, that's hip-hop. Man, I've been to so many different radio station interviews, like debuting my song, and, you know, they want to pass it off to, to the hip-hop DJs. But I'm like, this isn't hip-hop. I mean, it's a blend of both. So what do I got to do to be considered country at this point? So they'll try to throw you in a different genre in a heartbeat. And I don't understand it, man. Like, I really I really don't get it because a lot of their music, so Georgia Florida Line, if it's meant to be, I love that record. But at the end of the day, when you listen to it, me being a producer and a musician on how to compose music, there's nothing really country about that song besides their vocals and the melody. Mm-hmm. That record is not country. If you listen to that instrumental, that, that, that's not country at all. I mean, it's more pop. It's more pop than anything, but I was still considered country and he was all on the billboards but little Nas, what was the difference because he got analog snares on the record besides besides the record actually being organically produced with real drums and everything else i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know but and it's he, really hard for a lot of and even he got a lot of pushback for um trying to have that song in the country category they wanted to make that they, a hip-hop oh, song too right they took him off the billboard yeah. They said that's not country. They took him off the country billboards. Period. That's crazy. a lot of hate in it, man. A lot of hate. A lot of 
times time has uh, uh, advanced, but people's mentalities and the hate in their heart, it ain't went nowhere, man. I mean, really, you want to see their true colors? You want to see anybody's true colors? Like, I've seen it. I've I've been booked uh, uh, to do country shows like with other mm. country artists that actually um, invited me on a ticket and you you got to see how they just look at you man it's just like well, you man mean? but you yeah you got to find your market I'm gonna be honest which is all about targeting it's all about finding your market because Nashville might not be a market for me but Atlanta country might be you get what I'm saying so it's a mm. different market you got to know where your market is so definitely got to know where your market is and then and just and just off all, all gas, no brakes from that point. Now, for for educational purposes, for people like me and some of the listeners out there that may not know or may not understand you being a producer, what exactly does it take? Like what what is considered country? Like what would you what elements does a song have to have to be quote unquote considered country? A lot of times, you know, country it, it consists of like a still guitar sound, mm. you know what I mean, with a lot of pitch band. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where to be considered country right now, to be honest with you, um, I couldn't even say what's considered country no more because even a lot of people that even I, I talk to a lot of country uh, uh, fans, I talk to a lot of people that are fans of country music, and they always be like, I like the old stuff. And I'd be like, you don't like that new Tim McGraw? Neon Church, they was like, nah, that ain't really country. So I'm like, okay, so what are y'all considering country now? So that's a real, real kind of challenging answer right now in this day of age because even the old school diehard country fans that I've had encounters with, they don't consider none of this new stuff uh, country no more. They consider it just new school. I had one lady tell me that uh, Tim McGraw was the main one who kind of like messed country music up. And I'm like, how can you say that? I said what because he did the did the, did a blend with with Nelly back in the day. Is that, yeah. is that why you think it just started changing it? But yeah, I don't to this day, man. I mean, you really got to put a record out there, man, um, with, with with all the elements and and just see where it goes from there. Yeah, man, and see, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to touch on that is because until. That uh for me what what opened my eyes to it was the the little Nas X where they pulled his record from the billboards and everything. People tried to make it seem like it was only the hip hop community that would bash each other and say, "Well, that's not hip hop. That's not real hip hop. That's not real. No, that's pop music. No, that's uh crunk. That's you know." They tried to make it seem like we and because I do consider, still consider myself part of the hip hop community, even though I don't really do actively do any music anymore. They tried to make it seem like it was only our genre that was nitpicky, like that's not hip hop. That's You see what I'm saying? So it opened right. my eyes when he came out that was like, no, this is a this is a thing. And then if you, if you talk to people who are in the rock, they're the same way. Well, that's not really rock, that's whatever. And that's not real rock, it's this is, every music genre has that, you know that 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 uh, what do you call it? That gatekeeper syndrome to where people want it to be only what it's only what I think it is. You know what I mean? If it doesn't fit into this box, then it's not what it's not whatever category that you're trying to put it in. And um, like I saw uh, what's the guy's name? The um, the Tyler Tyler the Creator, I think it is, when he was saying right. He didn't appreciate the way his album was classified because I believe they classified it as hip hop or, or rap. And he was like, right. that's not even what it is. Like, why would you put me in that category? You know, so it's rough out here, man, for you guys, for you artists. Now, man, I call. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You go ahead. You're the guest. We want to see what you they hear me every day. We want to hear what I, you got to say. Right now, I, um, because a lot of times they 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 consider what I do what I do rap, and I tell them it's just articulated, it's articulate articulated art, and that's that's the only way I can put it. It's just articulate, like however I feel, that's what I'm gonna do at that point. Like whatever I feel the groove to do, that's what I'm gonna do. It's just articulate art, 
So the same thing like with Tyler Creator, I get that. Because that, that man, I don't consider that. I I, I don't know. I, I kind of felt some kind of way. when, and, But that's nothing new. That's been going on since the day of time. I mean, it, it really has. It's, it's, the music industry is, is just as segregated as the civilian community. It's no different, man. But that guy is very creative. And I was just like, huh? How y'all going to try to put him in hip-hop? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was different. Now tell me, tell me about this song. I think it was the latest. Oh, we got a little feedback. The song that you made, honoring the vets. What inspired you to make I, that one? I did that song, man. I, to be honest with you, um, I wrote that song back in two thousand and eight, and I kept telling one of my. Uh, an artist I was working on, I was like, hey, man, I think we need to revamp this song. He's like, no, nah, man, I don't think we need to do that no more. I said, I really think we need to revamp this song. I said, there's a lot going on, and I just think that we need to just really put some positive music out there and just really think about all the ones. Because a lot of people, this is really touchy, okay? A lot of people always, always say that, uh, even with the Kaepernick thing, okay? Like, a lot of people are, are always like, I'm not standing for this. I'm not standing for that. But the thing about it is, think about a lot of people who died mm-hmm. for those 50 stars in 13 colonies, far as not people in the military. I'm talking about people who really shed blood, sweat, and tears to build this country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, a lot of times when I when I think of America, as far as how the hook was, I think of our ancestors and everybody else, black and white, who sacrificed the blood. For us to be here and be able to do the things that we're doing right now you know so i just felt that was really important to say you know a lot of people they treat the military like crap man let's be honest they treat them yeah. like crap they get out of the military they, they they're, they're nothing no more yeah you know everybody's all like oh man military this military that we love he the truth yeah he, he shouldn't be standing and sitting down it's okay okay he's standing he's sitting down but what about you why 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 aren't y'all standing up for the ones here I don't see anybody standing up or going out there trying to basically find a solution to to help these help help these uh, homeless vets out. I don't see them giving these vets jobs when they actually apply half the time. Mm-hmm. Man, I, it's just it's just, it, it is to me. It's so funny, man. It's not a democracy. It's really a, a a contradiction of what people say they stand and believe in. Because if you believe in that, why would you treat people that you claim that you care about? Like crap, I'm telling you, I see it every day, man. Like, I see it a lot. Like, you know, you, you got you got veterans, you know, with their hats on, far as retired, you know, retired Air Force, retired Army. I be watching when they walk in stores and stuff how people treat them. They don't even acknowledge them. Yeah. You know, so I just felt like that was I was like that was my due diligence right there. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I appreciate it, man, because I get it. I understand how it feels to be overworked, underappreciated, to be underpaid. I get it. Yeah, and you have a, I would feel like you have a different perspective than a lot of people because you grew up in the military household, you know? Right. You guys lived on the base. Like, when I, that's where I, I met you. That, you know, that was what the whole beginning of the discussion was all the good times we had living, I mean, you know, hanging out on that base. So, yeah, man, and, you know, my my brother-in-law, he was, he was the closest person to me that was uh that served and so yeah it's like it's definitely those the military and our law enforcement are two very underappreciated groups of people especially nowadays where we live in the the social media society where everything that happens gets thrown up real quick with no context or you know i mean no explanations of what happened or whatever just these little 60 second clips and like hey he look at this so man I, I i definitely thought that was dope too man and um they you, you they put you in the newspaper for that joke didn't they yeah yeah they uh man right after that man it was in the newspaper articles and i had all kind of um uh news networks coming down to my job because i worked at the school so a lot of them they was coming to the school interviewing it just went quick man like it just went i, I was just like wow i 
I didn't know, you know, I was like, huh, wait a minute. You know, I'm getting a call that, hey, uh, WLB is on the way down there. They want to interview you. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, I said, I, I ain't, I haven't did anything. What did they interview me for? Like, I don't know. <laughs> involving the case. I'm like, no, man, I ain't, look, I don't know what's going on. But that was just, to me, I felt like right then and there because within like three or four days, it already had like over 700 shares, 14,000 um, YouTube plays. And it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I get it now. Uh, all right, you know, so now I, I feel like now I'm working on something new. I'm getting ready to do another video shoot uh, next month in Atlanta um, with Caleb Seals, man. He's like one of the premier cinematographers in Atlanta right now um, as far as visuals. And I, and I think this is going to be my best work, period, because everything is collectively coming together as far as having the, um, the right cinematographer. Uh, the production was good, and I, and I think this I've been looking for this type of visual for a long time. I have not did a video yet that I was satisfied with, to be honest with you. Yeah. But then, so definitely let me know when that's going on, man. I might pop up on you. Yes, come on, man. March 28th, man. I'm going to be up there. Man. March, the weekend of March 28th. I'm coming up there on the 27th. I'm going to be down there to the 29th, man. Right. You got to come on in and get a camera. Get a what? Come on in and get a cameo on that video, man. Yes, sir. Jump up in that guy. <laughs> you know, I gotta. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hit some tour days, man. Try to lean up a little bit before I jump in front of the camera. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing now, man. My God, boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, boy. It's, it's easy to. It's, it's uh, just as hard. Easy. It's easier to lose it than it is to get it. I tell you that. It is, but you know what, Omar, man. I, I never. <clears throat> I never wanted to be an artist. Yeah. No, never, never. I never wanted to be an artist, man. You want? But to I don't. Just... I don't. I don't make. I don't make promises that I don't keep. You know. I made. I made somebody a promise, man. Like. Oh word. I don't know if you know the story, but man, my er, the, the two guys that I started with, right? Mm. That I was with. I was with for like sixteen years of my life. Every single day in the studio with. I'm talking about like we lived together and everything. Mm. Well, one of them, one of them had a heart attack and died back in 2016, back in February. We buried him on, he died on February 6th. We buried him on the 13th of February. And then, you know, that was really detrimental because I was never an artist. Me and him produced all the music for every artist we was producing. We had a, a studio a production team together. So, yeah. did. so he died and he was just like, before he died, like he was at my house. It's ironic. He was like, hey, man, you know, you're never going to be happy until you're really doing what you love, which is music. He's like, I don't care what job you get. He's like, you ain't going to never be happy. So he was like, I see you as an artist, man. Let's 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 work on something. So I was like, man, you crazy. Because every artist we had, they just didn't get it. We was working harder than them. I was like, why should we work harder than an artist? Like, why are we begging y'all to get in the studio? So at that point, he was like, I think you should be an artist. He died. And so that's when, you know, I decided to put Country Girl out there. You know what I'm saying? And then the other partner that I had, actually, when I was going to do my uh, video shoot called Honey, mm-hmm. I was going to West Palm Beach and I was talking to him the whole time. He was like, yeah, man, uh, I'm good now. I got my driver's license straight. I'm ready to get my life back. I'm like, all right, man, let's, let's, we, we owe this to Mark. Next thing you know, Father's Day of last year, somebody killed him. Damn. So here I am. Yeah, here I am, like, you know, out here, you know, by myself, man. So I'm basically what you hear is you hear a little bit of Mark, you hear a little bit of, of M2. So basically I'm blending both of what those guys do mm. together to get my sound. So that's where my sound is coming from, the, the mixture of both of those guys. That's dope. That's dope. That's right, man. So you got to, you can't stop now. You got to push on, man. You got to fulfill those uh th- those promises that you made. Man, when I when I when I when I when I um when I seen that Cassius rock, bro, I was just like, you know what? I, I was confused, man. I didn't do nothing with music for uh he died in 2016. Oh my, I I I didn't click back into it until uh 2018. Wow. Yeah, because uh, uh, Country Girl came out 2018, I believe 2018, 1991 or two. I gotta look up, look it up again. But that's when I just 
beside it. And I, and I cut that record right in my garage, man. I'm talking about, like, not even on <laughs> – you'd be surprised. I just rigged something up, like – I had a little, I had a little setup that I used to always keep at the house. So I was like, mm. you know, I'm gonna go out in the garage and and just work on something. And it just, that's where I came out. That's where I came from. So, and it's just, I was like, oh well, let's go from here. Now that's when I was like, you know what? I got to get confident. I wasn't used to being in front of no camera, none of that. So like now, I'm doing this for them, man. I'm I'm their voice right now. That's awesome, right there, man. That's a, I like that, man. Keeping the legacy going. Yep. Wow, man! I can, I can, I can't even say that I can imagine because I can't imagine what it would be like to try to keep pushing forward in something like this when you know the two people that were there with you side by side both, you know, uh, uh, got taken away from you in the manner that they got taken away from you so abruptly like that, man. So that's I gotta salute you again, man, for being that guy and being able to stand up and do that for your people and for yourself. Because yeah, it was I, tough. It was tough. I it imagine, was tough, man. I imagine it took I, I, a lot I, of healing I, to be able to get back to that point. Yeah, get back to that point. I know how to produce music. That ain't no big deal. But as far as producing yourself, and it's just like, you know how many times I was fighting myself, like starting the song, and I like, I ain't doing this crap. I can't do this. Let me try it again, try it again. It was just, man, I was fighting myself in the studio, just like really trying to convince myself that this is really happening, you know? So it's like, now I don't even care, man. I can care less. I don't give a damn about what anybody has to say at this point. It's just like, you got to go for what's, what's right for you. You know, you got to fight your, your, your fight, your fight and run your face. So, you know, definitely. Uh, I'm not giving up now. I don't care who like the music, who don't, because it's not, it's not all about that anymore. Because if you think about, if you listen to music now, like what really, to me, what really, really sounds good out there right now? It's not a lot. Not a lot. It's just the business that they have behind us, the marketing. Right now, we had right now there's a tool out that you and I didn't have growing up. We didn't have none of that. They didn't have cell phones, they didn't have social media. Man, we, we learned how to socialize physically. You know, it was yeah. just every everything was just physically done. Yeah, if you if organic. you wanted to now, if you wanted to partner right. up with somebody, you had to either get their number right. or physically yep. find them. And have a conversation with them. Now you can just shoot somebody a DM. It's like, hey, let's let's work. I think that's kind of crippling us too, though. Uh, taking away that social aspect of just life in general, that uh, human contact type mingling. It has, it has, man. You know what? They they even started to get robots to master music now. Mm. Literally, you know, and, and and that's where it's coming to. It's like, wow, so how you? They're taking away a lot of stuff, man. It's scary, man. It's scary. It's scary. Uh, everybody, everybody's focused on. I, that's why you know I talk about the news and all that. I don't really pay attention to it because it's a deterrent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about that we should be focused on because that's the stuff that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. Not 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 watching the news every single day. You know, um, helping their ratings go up and stuff. It's all about man. It's a lot of stuff. That they are uh, artificially, you know, what I'm saying, like uh, creating at this point that we need to know about. Far even with the even with the weather, you know what I mean? They are messing up everything, bro. Yeah, definitely. I saw where um, here in Atlanta they actually have I can't remember exactly where, but they have like a robot police officer. It kind of looks right. like you remember R two D two. Kind of looks like R two D two. And it kind of, I guess it rides around filming things. And I don't know how it actually works, but it's a real thing out there. And that's like. I, I, I imagine 15 years from now how life is going to be. Like I can imagine what the technology, man. I mean, think about gonna, it, man. It's going to be like the Jetsons out here. Absolutely, it's already already working on like helicopter-based cars, man. I, I was seeing that. I saw that the other day. Um, that they was working on. I saw it online. I'm like, really? I said, wow, that's gonna be a catastrophe, man. That is gonna be, man. Humans falling out the sky, left and right with them things malfunctioning. I was like, don't catch me in one. Yeah, and then the maintenance. You know how how many people you know out here that that can't keep up their car, their regular car, right? And you see them right. you know, sitting on the side of the road, breaking down on the side of the road. 
catching blowouts. And so you're gonna put somebody in a in a flying vehicle, my own personal flying vehicle that I'm supposed to get the oil changed and whatever you need to done to the propeller every three months, but it costs six hundred dollars and I can't afford man, no. No. And the, and the thing about that is, you know, even when it, when it, when the weather's really bad, people still get in their cars and go to Walmart and stuff. So imagine when the weather is really bad, hurricane season, all that's gonna be that one crazy individual that's gonna hop in that vehicle, the helicopter, car, whatever they want to call it. And I, I just see that being like totally uh, a disaster, you know, like literally. Yeah, I think that's a horrible idea. Right. Now. Tell the people where they can find your music. They can go on YouTube and type in uh, Lucky Boy Music, and basically all my music will pop up. Right now, I'm actually uh, I'm actually in the process of actually refurbishing my uh, my page because this is the time of the year right now. This is a new quarter. Mm-hmm. The labels are everything. So right now, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of stuff done. As far as I got my Facebook disabled, but I still have Messenger. But I'm getting a lot of stuff done, man. As far as uh, Getting like uh, photo shoots for the for the um, for my um, social media pages and uh, Instagram and all that stuff. So I'm actually under construction. About to get all that stuff done now. So they just type in Lucky Boy and it, it'll show up on iTunes and and it, it, you know it'll be a quick way to actually access my music. Yeah, because we we're having a lot of good conversation, but I didn't want to get away from the music at the same time too because I, y'all need to listen to this if you're into the country genre. If you're not. It's good music, bro. Y'all need to check that out, man. Go check out my boy Lucky Boy Music. Yes, sir. I'd be totally appreciative of that, man. I support. So uh, uh, what other than your video shoot, what else you got? You got anything coming up you want to talk about, you want to promote? Right now, um, right now I'm, I'm really just freestyling it, man. I mean, that sounds crazy because a lot of people say, oh, man, that's not organized. We won't, won't go anywhere, but thing about that is now man i really believe i believe in the universe big time so i believe in just putting it out there and seeing what kind of you know putting those seeds out and see what it prospers to you know so i'm just putting music out putting content out and at the end of the day man eventually somebody's gonna recognize it and 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 definitely you know give me what i'm looking for so i just really feel like I'm just doing, I'm trying to do it different. Everybody says you got to follow this protocol or do this or do that, but I don't think so. I think that if you just basically continue, because the law of attraction is real. Mm-hmm. What you put out, you get back. So I really think that if you continue to put out good content, you know, uh, build your name up, get your following at a, a substantial number, I, I just, I really think that it'll happen overnight. I'm not going to say overnight, but it, it will happen. Like right now, I was just saying, like, it took me, three videos to now get some type of notoriety at this point. So people are like, really be like, okay, I like what you're doing, what you got next, what you got next. Like now when I go out in public, people are recognizing me. And I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. Like literally, you know, I had a lady dang that couldn't talk no English yesterday, no lie, saying country girls. So she was like, <laughs> it was just so funny, man. It really was. So I'm like, you know what? I got to go for it now. I got to really go for it. This is my time. That's a good song. And and I feel what you're saying too, because like when I got into podcasting, I had for people that don't know, or if you don't know, there's a lot of older people in podcasting. Podcast has been along for a while, been around for a while. And I'm not talking podcasting in the sense of like, you know, you got everybody throwing up are basically YouTubers and they're calling it podcast, which it is a podcast, but you know. When the podcast first started uh, catching on, it was literally like an audio thing. So you have a lot of people who are just like, you got to do this. You got to follow this, this X, Y, Z formula. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it this way, and we'll see what happens. And it's been working out pretty good for them. I've had people from, from TV. I've had platinum engineers on the show. I've had, you know, up-and-coming people. It, it's working out for me pretty good. So I think I'm going to keep Rolling the way I'm rolling, but um, that's good, good, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, man. Thank you. Now, before I let you get out of here, because you know, I know the clock is ticking. Um, a question that I ask every guest that I have 
Now you can answer this in pertaining to whether it's uh, music or law enforcement or whatever field, but what advice would you give to a young person or any person coming up that is trying to pursue a career in what you do? What advice would you give to that person? Best advice I'll give to them is get all the resources, ascertain all resources possible. Just know what you're getting yourself into. Like literally, it's just like cooking. It's just like baking a cake. You have to know what ingredients it takes to bake that cake. And you mm -hmm. have to follow those exact ingredients. And I promise you, man, it, 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 it will happen. I mean, as long as you stick to order and have some type of order. And that, and I had to learn that. Like, you know what? I can't. I can't put this before this. So when I actually had a protocol that I actually went by far as and like having all the ingredients and the resources that I need to basically pursue what I'm doing, it made it a lot easier. You know, it, it really did. So I would tell them just basically get all the information first based on what you want to do. So it's just like if you want to, whatever job you want, just research it. Know, know the ins and outs of it. Know, know what to do and what not to do. That's just like being an electrician. You know, you better know what the hot wire from a ground wire is. Yeah. You know, that can be detrimental. Same thing as far as with anything that you do in life. Just just know the ground from the hot wire. And everything every and everything aligned right up, I guarantee you. Inconsistency. You know, reps. Every rep counts. Every single rep counts. Every time you get up before I even when I first started doing music, my music was really horrible. But I said, you know what, if I stick with it, it's gonna sound pretty good. You know, because you always got, you know, every time you went around people, hey, check this out. This is what I'm working on. They listen to it. And you can look at, you can look right in their face and, and tell right in there, like, oh, this ain't nothing. You know, I, I need I need to really go back into the lab and learn more. So the thing about that is stay consistent. Stay consistent. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. Like, just being the best at everything, it just takes time. I mean. Stick with it. Don't give up. If that's what you want, you got to stick with it. Diets don't work unless you diet. Word. You heard man said. Y'all go over on YouTube and check out the boy Lucky Boy Music. Lucky, I appreciate you. I want to thank you once again for taking the time out to talk to me this evening. How your mom doing, man? Great. She great. You know, she up in North Carolina now. Her okay. and, uh, okay. her, her and uh, Kim, you know, they 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 stay on the island somewhere though. They don't, they never invite the look the young boy though. <laughs> man, that's what's up, man. I bet they son. How old they son is now? Oh man, I don't even know. I want to say, I want to say he's like 26, 27. I think. Yeah. I know he's finished college and and got a career and everything out there now. Even the little one, even Quan is out of uh is, has graduated college now. So. Man, but I want I want to hey look I want to tell the audience this though for real man, like, bro, like you like really got me on beat with some buddy in back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you thought you was butthead for real? But every day Omar was talking like beat with some buddy. <laughs> Woo, man. Every time I watch me with a boy, I think about old boy. I'm like, this boy really thought he was butthead, boy. <laughs> I forgot all about that, bro. Be yes, sir. Yeah, that was my thing, man, right there doing the uh doing the uh uh what what you call it? Impersonations. I was in the you know impersonations back then. Damn. Oh man, that was crazy. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to jump on one of these episodes and give y'all my beavis and butthead. I gotta watch some beavis and butthead first, but I need to get a refresh of course. And I'm gonna give y'all a taste of that beavis and butthead, man. Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> you took me back with that one, man. Beavis and butthead. Yes, what boy, I swear to God, boy, I was like, this boy, oh that crap used to be funny, man. I like you had a down pack too, man. Like, God, that crap was funny, man. I was like, man, I'll pay to hear that again, boy. Yeah, man. I, I don't know, man. It was just that was just my thing back then. I just is it was and I probably can still do it. I just stopped. It's one of them things, you know, one of them talents that you have that just, just kind of fades away after a while because you just stop. It doesn't fade away. You it just goes dormant because you just stopped doing it. 
but I don't know what it was, but back then I just used to love to, if I could hear it enough times, I probably, I could, I could make myself sound like it. Man, I still watch that on the fire stick, man. I still be watching them, boys. They're, they're really, if you think about it, it was before their time back then, man. Oh, yeah. How they used to talk about trash music. I'm like, wow. You know, when you go back and look at it, it's like, man, these cats really, really was bashing a lot of music that just wasn't good that people were loving. Now, I'm like, man, they crazy. Yeah, it was they, good. They used to sit and watch videos, did they? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they used to sit and watch videos. <laughs> and if your video was trash, they was trashing you right on t- live TV, man. I was like, wow. Man, I I had forgot all about Beavis Butthead, bro. I gotta go look at that. I'm probably gonna try to pull that up tonight. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead, man. I mean, they and I like last time I watched it, I was like, wow, these these dudes were really like before their time. Like, I'm talking about like right now. You know, you know, I'm saying this now, but this might be something we need to say out of air. But that's a just let it there, let it let it marinate, man. Like really far as something that might go now. Mm-hmm. If somebody did that right now in the same manner that they did, it'll be overnight success. True. True. But would you, do you, do you think in the way this politically correct era we live in now, you they let you get away with that? No. Oh, no. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. No, man. Like they definitely not. You, you definitely will probably be banned from everything. <laughs> you got to really watch what you say. It's all about how you do it. You can subliminally do it and probably get away with it, but yeah, like you can't uh, be open like that. like Boondocks. Boondocks drops a lot of stuff that subtly, you know what I mean, implying different things, and then they move right past it on to the next thing, you know. So you actually have to be paying attention and thinking about it to to catch what. Wait a minute, what, what, did you get that? You have to do that type. You get that right. You have to do that. Do it that style nowadays. Leaves the butthead. They was just in your face. This guy sucked. Right, <laughs> right, right. Boondocks is really funny, man. Yeah. Well, man, we go we go wrap the show up, man. To my listeners out there. Thank y'all for tuning in. I love each and later. That's one of y'all. As always, remember to always be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated because either way, you made a difference, my friend. And we out of here.